بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون وقال تعالى يريد الله بكم اليسر ولا يريد بكم العسر ولتكونوا العدة ولتكبروا الله على ما هداكم ولعلكم تشكرون My brothers and sisters in this a short reminder of this Jum'ah, I want to mention a few points. One of the points I want to mention is that the new generation that we've got, they, they are already and they have been complaining for a few years about the fasting, about the fasting hours, about how long it is, whether they're, they're able to do it during their exams, especially when we had the fasting during the summer. I remember in the 1980s, I was a young lad and we did all our fasts. In the 1980s, in this country, in the summer, we did all our fasts. As a young child, 11 years old, 12, 13, 14, I did all my fasts. And there was no, there was no single talk about whether it's gonna be long, how long the hours are, I can't do it, I'm too young, or I've got problems. Look, I'm not talking about unhealthy individuals. If you've got a child, if you've got someone that is, you know, has got asthma, or has got some other problem, where they need to take medication or something, or they're weak, or in some ways, okay, Allah has exempted them from fasting. We know our deen is here to make ease for people, but the general healthy individual shouldn't be talking like this. And we, as an ummah, cannot allow this to come inside our, just because of the way we are living, and I'm going to make it very clear for you, it is only because of the way we're living. It is not for any other reason. You go today, right now, to many countries in the world, you know, who've got longer hours than us, or similar hours, or hotter countries. So even in this country, it's relatively easy because there's not much heat here. But in other countries where there's a lot more heat, it's more difficult to do it over there. And the children, you know, the teenagers, as well as the adults, they're fasting. And there's no such question about whether it's difficult or not. And I want to make it clear to you that, look, in another sort of 20 years' time, we're going to reach again, the, the fasting is going to come back to the summer again. And I fear that if we continue as we, as we have, then the next generation will really find it very difficult and they'll make excuses. And there's all, there was already talks like, if you remember a few years ago, should we not make the fasting hours shorter? Should we not make it the same as Makkah al-Mukarramah? Should we not? All this is absolutely not needed. For 1400 years, the Ummah has been fasting in many, many different parts of the world. You know, for, 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 for the hours that Allah prescribed, okay, fine, we understand. If it's somewhere like, you know, in the northern parts of the world where it becomes like 23 hours or 22 hours. We understand the ulama in those countries can give fatwa. But for us in this country, it's completely fine for us to do that. And the main thing that I want to come to is the ease that we are, we, we've created. Now, we all want ease. We all want comfort. We all want that. But there's a, there's a difference between creating comfort for myself and not wanting to take any hardship in my life. There's a very big difference between the two. The human being, his whole life is circulates around hardship and some kind of difficulty that will come now and again. Allah says in Surah Al-Balad, I have created the human being in this toil, in this, in this life where he's going to find one difficulty after another difficulty. This is life. Now just because I made my life, you made my life, you, you, you made your own life and you made your child's life, just because we made it so easy doesn't mean that we continue to, continue to move away from us any form of hardship. Otherwise, what will happen is that, look, already, like, taraweeh will become very hard. 
Like, how can we do that many rakats in the night? Oh my God, it's so much. We need to cut it down. Then you cut it down. Then you give it up. Then you start talking about the, you know, one thing after another. What will happen is this ease, this comfort, and we're living in a very liberal world at the moment. The whole last 10, 15 years in this part of the world has become very liberal. Like, you know, you follow your desires, you do what you want. And because of that, we made it even more difficult for ourselves. And I, I want to bring another thing to, towards you. People who find it difficult for fasting is because they've led a life outside of Ramadan, not according to the Sunnah. And that's why they're finding it difficult to fast in Ramadan. Why? Let me explain to you. And this is adults included, adults and children included. Our lives rotate for 11 months around three meals a day. Regular, constant three meals a day. With that inclusive is, is many other snacks that we have in between. That is something that is totally not according to the sunnah, not according to our, you know, how our deen has told us to live. We made it compulsory on ourselves to, to have that many meals a day. And do you know what? Modern research today is telling us that that is something that, that should not happen for anybody. Like saying that breakfast is something that you must eat every single day. That's not something which you have to do. We're supposed to eat. Look, the sunnah of the Prophet is that you eat after you become hungry. That's a sunnah. And if you look in the sunnah of the Prophet he, if he ate the lunch, he missed the supper. If he had the supper, he missed the, he missed the lunch the next day. That is a sunnah. And if you look at the sunnah of the Prophet he never ate to, till, his fill, you know, till he was full. Never did that. And if you look at the sunnah of the Prophet he ate, but he only ate whatever he needed. And he even said that it's enough for son of Adam to eat to keep his back straight. All this is in the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. In fact, there's a lot of, you know, if you look at the modern research, all of it comes to, to, to the conclusion that the lives that Rasulullah and the Sahaba, they, they led, and even many other people across the world that led for many generations, that was the healthy life. We've made our lives very unhealthy. And because of that, we are suffering. And I want to I open this up to you. I hope you get this message in the next five minutes. What the message is this. We eat food because of, the, because of the taste. We don't eat food because of nutrition. The whole body needs nutrition. So the body is supposed to have, you know, the different nutrition, the different vitamins, the different, you know, uh, um, the, the minerals and the vitamins. But instead of looking at the minerals and vitamins, we look at the taste. And because of the taste, that's what our food is. It has to be tasty. Yes, I understand food should be tasty. I'm not saying it shouldn't be tasty, but we shouldn't ignore the minerals and the vitamins that the body needs. And because of that, we suffer a lot more. A lot of us, when we get to the age of 40, 50, 60, 70, if you look at certain cultures and certain communities, they have certain illnesses that prevail amongst them. And the question is why? And modern research has already shown why. Like, for example, in the Bengali community, you will find that quite a few of them in the 50s and 60s, they will either come towards, di you know, they'll be diabetic, or they'll be, you know, they'll have high blood pressure, or they'll have, you know, some other thing. And, and if you look at, for example, amongst the Pakistani community, there's a percentage of them that might have, you know, cancer in the bowels. And the reason, there's a question, why? Because in the Pakistani culture, in certain cultures, not all of them, they have a high amount of red meat going inside the, inside the stomach. In the Bengali culture, there's so much rice and so on, which contributes towards them and so much carbohydrates and you know, deficiencies of other minerals and vitamins because of which they, they end up where they are. In the Mauritian community, you go to Mauritia, the Mauritius, and you see there that after a certain while, when in the 40s, 50s, the cardio uh, arrest, the, the, the department in the hospital, there's, there's a lot of you know, people there that are, that are there because of excess fat in the body. Why? 
because the biryanis that they cook, they, they cook it with, with beef and they have extra, the fat, they don't, they don't exclude it. They, they put the fat inside the biryanis. You carry on having that for 10, 20, 30 years, then you're going to end up there. So each and every, this is not just about one community and this is not being racist. This is us. Look, we as a community, we've been growing up and we've, we've been accustomed to certain foods. And we've got to now question those foods that we're eating. What's going to happen to me when I get to a certain age? Please, I'm asking you kindly, look, this Ramadan is here. Start with this Ramadan. Cut down on certain foods. Like look into what we're eating. Like the oils that we eat. Replace them with healthy oils. All the data is there in front of you. You just go to Google, you go to the internet, all the data is right in front of your face. And, you know, like for example, coconut oil is supposed to be good for, for us to consume. But yet, many of us are still on vegetable oil and other oils, which is, you know, increasing the amount of fats in the body and it's unhealthy oils that are going in the body. We have cut down on salads or when we have salads on the, on the table of fruits and so on, which are the primary ingredients that our entire forefathers from Adam salam to today, they grew up on. And those things have become nafal. Those become, the things are voluntary on the, on the table. The most important things are the most tastiest things that we find. So a lot of us are, are consuming you know, heavy, you know, oily foods on the iftar table right now. And we're having full meals and we're making our stomachs full. And then we become lethargic for the ibadah. So ibadah becomes difficult when you, when you have so much food in your stomach. And we're eating quite a lot between the hours of, let's say, 8 o'clock and uh, 3 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. We're eating quite a lot in there. What do you think is happening to the body when you have so much food that has gone inside? Because it's going to take a long time for it to digest. Anyway, all in all, what I want to say is my brothers and sisters is that number one, the ease and comfort that we made for ourselves is making our lives difficult when we come to months like this. Do you realize that this month, for those who followed the sunnah of the Prophet like for example, what am I asking for? I'm asking after Ramadan to also have a healthy lifestyle of eating. You don't have to have three meals a day. You can live on two. You can have one. You can get used to that. And then you can cut down the food. It's better for your health. It's better for your body. It's better for your living. It's better for your you know, for the, for the building of your body, subhanAllah, what, what we're doing right now is, is phenomenal. You know, modern research says right now we're staying hungry. You know, hunger is actually natural part of a human being. By staying hungry for many hours, it starts to break down the fat inside the body. It starts to detoxic the, detox the body. It starts to replace cells inside the body. It, you know, it, it makes your whole body replace whatever thing that it didn't want. It, it's got time to do all of that. Now, what about the 11 months outside Ramadan? We need to live healthy lifestyles where by the time we've come to Ramadan, it is completely fine for us to fast in this month of Ramadan. And our families as well, if we have that kind of lifestyle, inshallah, when Ramadan will come, it won't be a burden. May Allah as well give me tawfiq, give you tawfiq as well. الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونستهديه نشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم الحميد المجيد وارض عن الصحابة رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين وارض عنا معهم اللهم اهدنا في من هديت وعافنا في من عافيت وتولنا في من توليت وفينا شر ما قضيت فإنك تغضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يعز من عاديت ولا يذل ما واليت تباركت ربنا وتعاليت عباد الله رحمكم الله 
Inna Allah ya'muru bil 'adli wal ihsani wa ita'i dzil qurba wa yanha 'anil fahsha'i wal munkari wal baghyi ya'izukum la'allakum tadhakkarun kullullahi yadhkurukum wa dzikrullahi ta'ala awla wa ahammu wa akbar Allah azza wa jalla you know this this month that he's given us please remember that the big nutrition that we've got is uh, the nutrition we need inside our bodies of of azkar of remembrance of Allah of Quran of tilawa that's the main nutrition that we need inside our our bodies uh, Ramadan Allah has given us an opportunity to cut down on the foods why because the akhirah has got a different uh, vibe the akhirah for us to connect to the akhirah the soul connects to the akhirah it's a ruh that connects to the akhirah not the stomach not the body so Allah has um, told us to cut down on the foods for the body because the body is to do with the dunya see when we die the body is going to go inside the grave the body stays in the grave but the ruh the soul inside goes to goes to the heavens now is that soul that connects to akhirah the soul stays in aliyin the soul goes to the day of judgment yes the body is revived again on the day of judgment but the soul is the one that lives to go into um, jannah or may allah protect us to go into uh, jahannam so it's a soul that has all those delights in the next life or all the punishment in the next life it's a soul that has that the soul is the one inside and it needs its nourishment is to uh, think of Allah Azza wa Jalla, to connect with Allah, to stand in Salah. Its nourishment is the Quran. Its nourishment is to do dua. Its nourishment is to do things for the sake of Allah. For example, sadaqah that we give, to help others for the sake of Allah. So when we you know, give our zakat, or when we are helping one another as Muslim brothers and sisters, its nourishment is this, to be in the ita'a or to be in the obedience of Allah Azza wa Jalla. That's its nourishment. So Allah has given us an opportunity now to weak, He's weakened the outer body the actual physical body that we've got Allah Azza wa Jalla has has weakened that he's weakened that but at the same time he's given us an opportunity to strengthen the soul inside our bodies and that soul is the one that until the day of judgment okay it will always long Allah Azza wa Jalla the body the body wants desires the body wants wants all the comforts the body wants to rest the body wants to have as many, you know, the body wants to, you know, have all that money and have all those pleasures and have all those desires and have the cars and have the men or women of this world and have the, have the different assets that they can acquire. That's the body. The ruh doesn't want any of that. The ruh really inside us, the soul inside us wants to please Allah. Many of us, if we, if we haven't found that inside us, then it means that we haven't revived, that we haven't revived the ruh. And this is the opportunity in Ramadan to revive the ruh. And the way to do it, and ulama have said, is that you need to keep the, you know, if the body, the actual body itself is, has got so much food or has, has so much, you know, inside it, it becomes very strong and it starts, you know, it makes the whole body lethargic. So the ruh doesn't have an opportunity to open up. And Ramadan, because we are lessening the foods for the body, now the ruh is open. Now the ruh can actually reach out to Allah. So this is the moment in this one month of Ramadan, open up, look, every day, every day, tilawa. Doesn't matter how much you can do. Look, some people maybe your, your stamina is five minutes. Do, do five minutes, increase it to six, seven. Some people can do half an hour. Do that and then increase it slowly. And then with that dhikr, dua, tasbih, you know, salawat of the Prophet, istighfar, seeking, seeking forgiveness from Allah, you know, doing the taraweeh. And then on top of that, doing tahajjud as well. As much as we can in this month of Ramadan. Anyway, Jazakum Khair, can we all stand up, please, uh, for the prayer? Jazakum Khair.